When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're on. We're on. We're live. Yep, the Facebook Live is now live. Facebook Live is now streaming. If you haven't watched on Facebook Live before, you can find us on pay, uh, Facebook uh, Egg Chasers. You can see the Rugby Dungeon. Uh, you can see us. We're all in our British, British and Irish Lions stash. We didn't even organise this, but we all recognise that 2017 is a Lions year. It is exactly. The, the, the year of the Lion in the Chinese calendar, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Every, every four years, Chinese there we calendar. Go. Yeah, yeah. It feels right. feels right on this. Happy New Year, JB. Happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year, Phil. Happy New Year, Tim. What did you do, boys? Lots of lots more whiskey. We were talking last week about how much whiskey you've been consuming over right, Christmas. Right, yeah, okay, so I've got a quick story about whiskey. I was driving home yesterday for the first time in my life. I was like, I could do with a drop of whiskey. It's a slippery slope, you know. It's a really slippery slope. I did have a lot more wine and uh, quite a lot of whiskey on New Year again. It is. I, 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 can, I can go for a drop of whiskey now if you want to. No, you're talking, Jay. <laughs> We've got some brews and Canterbury cups, but maybe just a drop here or there. Well, I'll tell you what, for our first podcast of 2017 we've got some meaty topics to talk about there is the england eps i always think i'm if i say england eps squad i'm saying squad squad, squad. squad. yes yeah. you are like an atm machine like, yeah. yeah pin pin yeah yeah <laughs> or pin number pin number. pin number yeah what's yeah. your pin number what's your personal identification number number pi number it should be yeah exactly yeah, it should be so england eps we've got all the games from the weekend in the avici premiership pro 12 and top 14 there were some interesting moments uh, in, in some of those games as well uh we've got a transfer merry-go-round officially now officially because no club has had any conversation with any player until now definitely not uh, the new laws that come in this week as well, and breaking news. I'm, I mean, we're doing this podcast on Bank Holiday Monday. Just that's just the way it happened. But as it happens, we're doing this podcast not much more than one hour after the news that Richard Cockrell is no longer director of rugby at Leicester Tigers. That's a, a seismic shift in the landscape of English rugby, and that and much more to get on with. So we better get our hands in and pod on three. Uh, one, two, three, pod. pod. Thank you very much for listening to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three fans that love the game. And we are now in, what, what, when, what year did we start this? 2013? Yeah, it was September, year, isn't it? September or October 2013. So we're in, in, our, in our fourth calendar year of doing the podcast. So thank you very much, whether this is your first one. Uh, we get new listeners all the time or whether you've been with us since the very start. 250,000 listeners last month, Tim. Wow. There you go. So there. Wow. That's, that's more than the attendance to the entire <laughs> yeah. Avicii Premiership. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's kind of mind-blowing e- sometimes. Even on a week when you've got uh, 
big game nine or or big game eight. Yeah, uh, it's more than the the league attendance, which is quite impressive. Well, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Tell your mates, leave a review on iTunes, which uh, we have got some of those, um, which I'll share with you while, uh, some right now. You just dead easy. If you're on iTunes, uh, just go and leave a review there. It'll take you one second. Um, a five-star review was left by Rory98Wasp, who says, The podcast has the razzle-dazzle of a Wade Cipriani celebration. Ugh, <laughs> However, <children>. <laughs> <laughs> However, most of their opinions are as questionable as a Curtly Bill yellow card on debut. Uh, all good laughs and nearly as entertaining as listening to a Nigel Owens lecture or Andrew Hoare asking whether they can tackle Dean Kada. Uh, thank you very much for that review. Uh, iTunes, you can find us on ACAST. Just subscribe and then every episode will be delivered straight to you. So Richard Cockrell then, where were you when you heard the news? Where was I? Uh, yeah, this is like when Princess Diana died. It's, it's exactly the same. You remember exactly where you were. Yeah. Uh, well, I was... What was I doing? I was rearranging my model aircraft collection, actually. Uh, and then I got the news through. And, uh, yeah, I'm not that surprised, actually. No. I think some people might be surprised that it's happened now. Yes. Yeah, the timing is interesting. In the middle of a really tough three-game schedule. I mean, they're... Right, let's just... There are some mitigating circumstances, I think, for Richard Cockrell. He's He has had incredibly rotten luck with injuries I, I don't know whether mm. whether there's anything that they're doing that other clubs aren't that are contributing to the injuries but um vianu's been out for uh, for absolutely ages concussion 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 issue that one uh yeah that, mm. that, that fullback position uh matthew tate yeah um manu tuolangi's only just recently been back and Tamua. he's back out again Matt Tamua I mean there he's four. Oh, J.P. Peterson J.P. Peterson five first choice top class international, international calibre backs. backs yeah uh, hmm. yeah well I've said it before Cockers might be a good guy I think everyone agrees on that um, he might be a very good coach. I, think. I, would, I would go one further. Uh, the way you feel about Steve Diamond, I feel a little bit like yeah, that I, about I, Richard Cockrell. I, 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 I really, <laughs> really, really like the guy. And I don't think you're wrong about it either. Um, there's a thing about Richard Cockrell, which is if they'd have done this to him two years ago or three years ago, I'd have been 100% behind it. I've been calling for him to be fired for a little while. Um, not because he's a bad guy or anything like that, but first and foremost, I thought in his first few years, he, he was inexperienced and Leicester didn't t- do too well. Then you had the injuries. Now, th- the injuries aren't actually a new thing. Do you remember when London Irish went up to Leicester and yeah. beat? About two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, two, two seasons. Yeah, we 17- had Jeb Sinclair on the podcast straight after yeah. that. So, yeah, so 17-10 or something yeah. like... No, no, it wasn't 17-10. It was the last kick, uh, last kick of the game. And it was London um, Irish's first win there in 50-odd years. Yeah. And me and you both had a tenner on it, and it was we got like was, six or seven to one, something yeah. like that. So this has been going on for a long time, and I think when you do things like pay Manu silly money and get two games of him out of him every three years or whatever it is, it's just not good business. And I wonder if this firing of Cockers is going to be a shift from having a coach's director of rugby to someone a little bit more in tune with the finances of the game than letting so coaches you think, coach. So you think it'll, there'll be a, a more recruitment role above coaching and yes. then a, a head coach? Absolutely. Isn't that like, I mean, I know Rob Baxter's um, job title is head coach. Is that I, right? I think. I think he's director of rugby. I know, I know some of them in the Premier, in the Avicii Premiership are head coach rather mm. than director of rugby, but I, I was going to say Rob Baxter, even if he was head coach, he still 
recruits the players. But that, that's interesting. I mean, we talked about the backs, but equally, they've hardly got any game time out of Marcus Ayerza, nope. out of Longo Milapola. Yeah. Um, who's the other? Like Tom Croft. Tom Croft is there. Yeah. Goodness. I mean, they have shot themselves in the foot by keep. I mean, it's it shows a level of optimism in you know you brought Manu Tuolangi through your academy and into your first team. Tom Croft the same. Yeah. Oh, let's keep. It was the same with Lewis Moody back in the day. Oh, it'll it'll come good. It'll come good. But actually, they're probably thrown good money after bad. You yeah. could argue. Uh, yeah, I completely well, agree. It's it's very easy to say that with hindsight, isn't yeah, it? It is. If Tuolangi twelve months ago had got fit, got over his injuries, and had twelve months of continuous playing. It would have been a very different story, but mm. unfortunately, now with hindsight, it's very easy to say it was the wrong decision. I mean, there's two things which really confuse me, which is one: once you've invested your time into Richard Cockrell, which they have four years down the road, everyone seems to agree he's a very thoughtful, very good director of rugby now, far more so than he was three years ago or four years ago. And that's that's the first thing. So I I kind of think they should have stuck with him. Second thing is they must have had this planned fair in you know fairly in advance. When you're talking about Leicester Tigers, you're talking about the most successful club team in English, well, in English rugby history. You're also talking about one of the best run clubs. So I can't imagine they fired him just on a whim. This must have been coming regardless of what happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think that's right. Um, you can't just. I said it last week. You can't just make this kind of decision no. on the back of one result, particularly not when you're playing the champions, it, the best team in the Premiership. It does make you wonder then what is going to be the next step? Are they going to just appoint Aaron Major? Because that was well, apparently the original plan. It was very interesting listening to Lewis Moody talk a couple of weeks ago on Talksport Two, um, and he was saying, from his perspective, he thinks there's a a real conflict between the way that Richard Cockrell wants to play the game, mm-hmm. which is this kind of forward-dominated, spend your money on your tight five, keep it close, um, attritional-style rugby, and the way that Major wants to play the game, which is with the intent of having more free-flowing, um, backs-orientated, skills-orientated game. And he said he thought it should go either one or the other, so he couldn't couldn't see both of them being there. Well, l- and this points to... yeah. That more free flowing. So style. what? Do, so what do we think the landscape will look like? Both. Well, okay. Let's deal with who. Do, so you think Aaron Major is going to be given the reins and it's his ship? I, I, well, I so think, I, th- I think probably closer to what JB said, where Major takes complete coaching control. So team selection, coaching, yeah. skills, game plan and strategy, but they bring someone with more of a kind of overview accountant almost. Yeah. Stuart, Stuart Lancaster. I, well, he's never Lancaster's done that job, though, has he? Yeah, Lancaster's doing more of the coaching yeah, role now, is, and he, he seems is. to be enjoying it more yeah. um, and more successful. One name that's already been mentioned: Dean Richards. Dean that Richards, would be a uh, horrific appointment because um, again, you get the, the conflict between Richards and Major. Yeah, I think you have. Oh, to Oh no, give. no, no! Yeah, you'd have to give. What I'm saying is, they would hand the keys to Dean Richards, a, le- yeah. a legend of the club. Yeah. Oh, Dean as Richards. Sorry, I thought it said Dean Ryan. No, Dean Richards. Um, that's not a bad shout. I mean. What did they describe him as on BT Sport on the weekend? One of the all-time great squad builders. Uh, and it'd be quite funny to watch him bring back uh, Gon- uh, Gonover. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad... It for me, he is the kind of... He's coaching with then squad building as well. I see him in, as a foot in both camps, which is great for a club like Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, but with a bigger club and a bigger budget, I think you want the, you know, the squad builder and then the coach. I don't separately. think we've seen a true director of rugby yet, which sounds ridiculous. But the only one I can think of in that structure that does less coaching and more direct, directing of rugby would be someone like Humphreys at Gloucester. 
he spends the majority of his time uh, you know at, at kind of board level and yeah. the and then the coaches Laurie, Laurie Fisher yeah. is, is the yeah. main the main coach so I, I think he might be the well, more Gary Gary Gould did that for a little while didn't he yeah that worked well yeah. <laughs> So did uh, Diego Dominguez at Toulon. Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's a consistent theme in that little picture there, isn't it? Mike Ford. Um, uh, so it has already been said, uh, Mike Ford to Leicester and he'll take George Ford with him. No, because mm. George Ford can't sign for anyone that Bath doesn't want him to sign yeah, for. Yeah, so exactly. that will be the end of that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I don't think Richard Cocker will be out of the game long. I think the guy would be dynamite on the telly. We've talked about this before on yeah. the podcast, haven't we? Yeah. I, it's not only you. I mean, think, think most of BT Sport thinks that, don't they? He's a very highly regarded man, just generally, I would say. So, I, th- I th- yeah, I think his opinions would be fantastic. However, I think he will want to get back into the game in a, in a coaching slash director of rugby capacity. Where do we see him popping up? You've already mentioned David Humphreys at Gloucester. Pressure's piling up on him, especially with the money of Altrad coming in and the expectations being raised. Uh, Worcester, Carl Hogg, um, is, is looking vulnerable as well. I think both of those would be a great fit for Richard Cockrell. Or mm. Quinns, perhaps. Ooh. Kingston, who stepped up from doing a forwards coaching role to a director yeah. of rugby role. Now, uh, what are we saying? That there could be a director of rugby merry-go-round going on? Definitely. Definitely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's, let's try and... Turn that ball down just a little bit. There we go. Okay, let's, so let's just say... Quick as we can, we're going to say, end of the season, John Kingston won't be in that role. Yep, agreed. David Humphreys won't be in that role. Yeah. No, I think he will. Do you? Yeah, I do. Carl I... Hogg at Worcester? Uh... He's in a kind of interim role anyway, so no, he won't be in that role. Okay, so Richard Cockrell available. Where's the best fit for him, do you think? I think Worcester. Worcester is a good fit. Um... Uh, hang on. Doing what, though? That would be, be the question. Doing what? And I think he's, he needs to decide what, what, to do, what to do also. My personal feeling is he'll stay on the telly. Um, but if he does go back into it, I don't think he's going to be a director of rugby again. Or, more to point, he shouldn't be a director of rugby again. He should be a forwards coach. But I, that's, or a head coach. That's a step down for I think he will go, because he's got now got experience of that director of rugby role. And you said it yourself, he's grown yeah. in that role. And I think a fresh start somewhere else, with a fresh coaching team underneath him, I think he could do that. And, uh, and a checkbook, so Gloucester and Worcester, both... Big checkbooks, but yeah. uh, but the word is Philip Saint Andre to Gloucester. That's oh, really God, that's, now. That's can I just rumor. tell you why this is a, oh. a, a, the worst the worst idea anyone's ever had? Philip Saint Andre can win games. He has he has won games. In fact, he's won French titles. He's even won an English title. Yeah. Okay. So what he does can work on this proviso that he has the biggest, strongest pack available to him, and he's very, very direct. In the world of the salary cap, you cannot. I don't think there could be an English Toulon. I don't think there'll ever be an, an English sale ever again. He can only operate if he's given a much bigger budget than everyone else. Because in a world of parity, as you saw with France, yeah. he is useless. In France, he just got the biggest pack and the biggest backline you could possibly yeah. find. And that was it. Yeah. There was no game plan, no strategy, no thought behind it. It was just size over everything. And that is basically... And it failed. That is uncapped rugby, if you like, because you can pick anyone you want, regardless of talent. Just going yeah, back to Leicester, yeah. my, my general feeling is that uh, there isn't going to be a sudden turnaround in fortunes just because the, the it changes whoever's running the ship. I actually think with the mitigating circumstances, some of which Richard Cockrell brought upon himself by spending a lot of money on people that he's not getting value from. Mm. Uh, so that that's that's of his own doing. But um, 
they don't have the spending power in comparison to other teams that they used to have. It's not going to suddenly. Well, they're not allowed to. No, that's more, yeah. that's more of a point. Yeah. They're just yeah. not allowed to. No, they're not allowed to, and that's that's fine, and that's that's as it is. I actually think uh, Worcester Quins would be both good fits for Richard Cockerell because he's got a proven track record of bringing through academy players into his first team. Both of those clubs pride themselves on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. what he would bring to Quins would be the hard edge that they're lacking. Yeah, in their pack. Are the best you getting that from Roundtree though? Meant to, but I mean, their, their scrum was soundly beaten by Worcesters this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I flip flop on Quinns a lot because they win at home. Yeah. Oh, they're great. They just beat Saracens and they lose it's against, m- against Worcester. Much like Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yes, actually, that's a, ve- that's a very, that's a very yeah. good point. Yeah, so maybe um, it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not the best fit. Maybe somebody can win away at uh, Quinns. But I think Quinns should have cleaned house at the start of the year. Yeah, not because the guys there are bad guys or anything, just no. because they've had ten years or I don't know, eight years of Conor O'Shea and that crew, and just start again. It's kind of more of the same. Yeah, mm. I agree. yeah. Um, right, so let's know what you think on Richard Cockrell. I'm going to sort of pepper the podcast today with some brilliant. Um, 2017 rugby predictions that we've had <laughs> sent in on Twitter. Um, I tweeted this out on New Year's Eve and just said, and, and we've had some uh, that have come in since. So, some uh, you can still tweet us your hashtag 2017 rugby predictions. For example, James Nicholson says, "Hi lads, um, tests will show in 2017 that Maru Itoji is a secret IRB genetic experiment to create the perfect rugby player. Perfect person. <laughs> yeah, perfect man." <laughs> Um, and Paul McGreal says George North passes an HIA after being the first recorded player taken out in the air from a grubber kick. He still <laughs> fails to remember his own birthday. Um, and Jerry O'Donovan, despite suffering relegation, JB will continue to claim Say are the best are the best attacking side in the Avicii. Tell you what, they attacked well this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> did you say it? Yes. Do you not think that that first nearly try by Charlie was awesome? I thought they did two very good things. The nearly try by Charlie and the the actual try, which was like a mirror image yeah, for lovely. Solomona. Their other two tries were one was a penalty try and one was a pushover when Bristol were both down to fourteen men. Yeah. <sighs> Jordan Gilman, uh, the All Blacks are set to set a world record for the most tape picked up in a season uh, Ollie Luff- Luffied says Steve Diamond to recruit Martin Afire to play 10 and Big Earl Crabtree as 9 <laughs> as sales halfbacks misfire again oh, it's not a bad man. shout actually considering their current options yeah. <laughs> Gary Neville and uh, well, someone else um, someone else yeah. anyone anyone um uh, 2017 rugby prediction from Pencils Up My Nose on Twitter. French sighting office, officers belatedly discover a backbone and cite face-dancing Uge and football-esque actor Pascal Pape, who both apologise. <laughs> nev- oh, never going to happen. Never going to happen. That's the least likely of all of them. And leading into our next little talking point, Sam Clark says, England to finally pick a Newcastle player but it's in their 300-man squad. And then he says, actually, no, that's just too ridiculous. Um, the England EPS, uh, Eddie Jones has selected two squads, a 33-man squad ahead of the Six Nations and a wider 45-man training squad. So, hold on, sorry, just to be clear, is that a 35-man and a 45-man? Or is it 35 plus? The 45 includes the 33, so it's yes. 33 and an extra 12 men. Yes, 33 okay. for the training camp in Brighton this week. Yeah. And then the 45 What, what is it about on- Brighton? Second time they've gone down there now. Yeah. Accessible. To who? People in London. <laughs> yeah. And the southwest. To, to the vast majority of the squad. It's, yeah, uh, London and the southwest. It's kind of equidistant. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, well, so it's not. It's further east further than east London. Then. But anyway. Now, I don't know who's in the EPS, so why don't you tell me? 
Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of the usual names. I think there's probably just picking out some and, and maybe a few talking points on some of the surprises. Um, Ellis Genge out, Nathan Cat in. Yeah, Good. that's, that's an interesting Seth one. Rock. I know nothing about Nathan Cat other than David Flatman loves him, and uh, he's, he's had a, he's had a terrible year or so with injury. Yeah, but a very hard, few years, few with, years with injury. Highly rated, seems to be fit and playing regularly. Well, got, got concussed at the weekend, however, but uh, scrummaging wise, he's a, a bit of a beast. Well, they've got this thing, haven't they? This kind of machine which the props hit and it records their power. Apparently, Nathan Cat is a monster. But he's also incredibly fit. Yeah, one, one like Matt Mullen. Yeah. Um, and but he's he hasn't he leapfrogged Matt Mullen. Is Matt Mullen in Matt in, Mullen in, is also in the thirty three oh, because Mako Vanipola is yes. injured. So Nathan Cat so, has jumped ahead of Matt Mullen. Straight but, straight. Well they're, they're both in Mullen, Mullen and Cat are both in the thirty three man. Yeah, yeah, but only one of them is no but if the but the assumption is from the EPS um the way it's written down is that if Mako Vernipola was fit, Matt Mullen would be the one that dropped out. Okay. Because he because it says star injury ah, replacement for Mako yeah, Vernipola. Oh. I think well, one of them is. Yeah. Actually, that anyway, I think that's the case. Um, elsewhere, Tommy Taylor stays above Luke Cow and Dicky at hooker. Mm, he does. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, Mullet Hyphen Dicky's in the forty-five, but Tommy Taylor's in the thirty-three. Yeah. Um, in the second row, it's, it's it's interesting. Like Joe Launchbury, even though he's out, he'll miss the start of the Six Nations. He's out of the thirty-three man squad, but other players who will also miss a bit of the Six Nations or may not be fit in time. It's a bit yeah. weird anyway. Do you anyway. think that's to do with strength and depth in that position? Yeah, I think it probably is. It's just he's sort of fudging it to get the people he wants. Yeah, and yeah. Now, who has replaced him? Charlie Ewells. So Why not Dave Atwood? Uh, Dave Atwood's not in the 45 man squad. What? What does he need to do? I know. Uh, well, I think it's probably like the Danny Cipriani situation where Eddie Jones came out and said Cipriani's not a number three fly half, so uh, he's not going to be he's not going to be happy or able to fill that number three role. So. I'll only consider him if he's going to be a if he's going to oust Ford and or Farrell. I am with him. So I think it's possibly like that with Atwood. Yeah, yeah. because he's getting on in a bit, isn't he? What twenty eight or something? Yeah, I mean, I, he'll still be young enough by the by the World Cup. It's, it's yeah, but he's like playing that. brilliantly. Yeah, I mean, he really is. Yeah, he is. Um, I, I'll give you a England bolter, not a Lions bolter, but an England bolter, a guy who I was incredibly impressed with, and he has to be considered soon. Zach Mercer for Bath. I mean, he had, he's he's only nineteen. He is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, one minute in the Exeter game where he just looked like a world beater. Like, it, like I think the fifth minute, he does two amazing things. Yeah, a little it, dummy and he just something else. If he, maybe if he keeps his athleticism and, and, you know, like Maro Atoji did, put on a couple, put on a, a fair few kgs in yeah. uh, mass, he could be a real force he's in so, years to come. He's so skillful. Marcus Watson as well. Yes. As, as a wide man finisher, he's an exciting prospect. There's talk, there's talk of him going to Wasps. That would be a nice fit. It would be a nice fit. I, I, I mean, he had a little um, hitch step, didn't he, around the, around the edge oh, of Miller. Miller. That was straight yeah. off the sevens paddock, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. That one. That was and lovely. apparently he's not even the talented one. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. There's a better Watson out there. Well, that, that's the big talking point in the England DPS. Let's jump straight there because it's in the back three, the big talking point. Alex Good is out. Yeah. And I, I did mention this the other, the other week on the podcast, Tim, and you didn't like it, which was I think they're just going to skip a generation with Alex Good. I think they've got Mike Brown. They've kind of got Alex Good is a little bit younger, but they're just going to skip down to Mike to Mike Haley. No, I, I think it's Daly and Ooh, Watson, maybe and Noel and Noel. I, I think those not, not Mike Haley. Oh no, I think Mike Haley will be is there. But I think if you're thinking pecking order, I don't think it's about missing good out. I think it's actually about saying I think Daly, Noel, and or Watson in my back three. I'd rather have them, and they can all fill that fullback berth. Yeah, but that's all they can do, and. 
I just think. What do you mean it's all they, they can do? No, that's not fair actually because Daly can do a lot, can't he? Daly had a couple of years playing fullback at Wasps. Yeah, yeah. but Daly's primarily a thirteen. He he does maybe give you the flexibility that he's an does. international winger as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. So they've in the thirty-three man squad, they've only picked one fullback. They've only picked Mike Brown, who's an out and out fullback, although you've got Noel and you've got Watson and you've got Daly who can all fill in. And then in forty five you extend the, the one fullback to two with Brown and Mike Haley. Um So if Brown goes down, who do you think is the most likely I think Daly will be on, I think Daly will most likely to be on the bench. Yeah. Um well, his versatility. He would it? just fit he straight. Cover in. everywhere outside. Do you not 12? think twelve, yeah? Do you not think though that busy style that Noel has and demonstrated against Bath would be perfect for 15 yes but I think he needs to get more game time there at premiership level because he's playing a lot of the, on the wing is that not the case for all of them though no the, 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 yeah. the, I think you take a little bit away from Jack Noel if you put him at fullback because fullback has to got to be more disciplined has to have yeah. that have that wide view of the field and, and stay back quite a lot more whereas Jack Noel the way he played against Bath just going looking for work and that's one yeah. of the things Eddie uh, Rocco said that Eddie Jones had said to him he said you've got to go looking for more work and you saw the example of what Eddie Jones was talking about in Jack Knowles' performance he was popping up at, popping up on the inside shoulder of 10 loads taking it um, off of off of the base of rucks on the other on the opposite wing so I think that's what Eddie Jones is clearly looking for Jack Knowles gives him that but I don't think he would give him that at fullback Anthony Watson I think if everyone's fit at Bath Anthony Watson starts at fullback for Bath yeah he does not to no. Homer. No, no, not when everyone's fit. I well, so who would you have on your wings? Banners and Rocco. Uh, Banners, uh, Aled Brew. Yeah, Brew's actually playing pretty Aled well. Brew might even come back into Welsh Welsh contention, which sounds mental. It, if you'd have said that eighteen months ago, it would <laughs> yeah. have sounded yeah. completely mental. Um, he couldn't even get game time at the Dragons. But is he really that much worse than Alex Cuthbert? Am I really that much worse than Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, good question. So I think I think Anthony. I think if Mike Brown's down, Anthony Watson's England's fullback. Oh no, probably probably I agree with Phil. Elliot Daly could and, and yeah, then, and Anthony it's, Watson because you get that boot on the field as well. Yeah, tight games, fifty meters. Very, very true. Um, and the other interesting one is the back row. So because Billy Vanapol is injured, he's out of the thirty-three man squad. So you've got Nathan Hughes and Josh Beaumont are the two number eight. Josh Beaumont's not having a good season. No, no. Bring in Zach Mercer. Hear me now, believe me later. <laughs> Zach, well, Zach Mercer is eligible for New Zealand as well. Yeah, I thought his dad New, dad, New Zealander. Did he a, play? Dad's an All Black. I thought his dad was a rugby league player. His dad was an All Black. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. No wonder he's so good. Yes. Get get that boy in. Get, get, get him I capped mean, quick. Yeah. I mean, if he's um, if if you're starting eight for Bath. I know Falatel might be carrying injury and Dave Denton might be carrying injury, but they have got good options at eight. I'm not entirely sure anyone's going to be moving Zach Mercer anytime soon. Well, it's it's interesting because it appears that Blackadder's kind of given him bit by bit introduction. So he's only started a couple of games and he started a couple of games in Europe. He captained in the, the team in the LV Cup. Did he? Yeah, I, I know it's and a, so he's yeah. he's getting a good rugby education. I know he's doing it the right way. Very early to say. Um, Oh, Judge Blackadder in, in 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 any way really, but he's done very well getting Charlie's. Although he had experience um, uh, last year in into squad Zach Mercer, and the other one is Max Clark, who I really like. Oh, is the centre? Yeah, he's yeah. he's full of life, but he's not a bad player at all. Yeah. Mm. But his game time will be limited because they brought in Benny Taps. As uh, good. Mm. as for the uh, the England back row situation, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, you say Beaumont's the, the the kind of number eight. Uh, yeah, second. Yeah, second number eight. Um, as as for the flankers, you've still got 
Tamala Harrison's in as an injury replacement. Haskell's back in. Yeah. Despite having not played. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting his comeback pretty soon. Um, uh, Tom Wood retains his place. Yeah, deservedly so. Deservedly so. Chris Robshaw. Mike Williams is back. And Mike Williams. That's the one. I, I, Mike Williams strikes me as the man who doesn't quite have the class. Like, he yeah. is, like, just a, a tiny bit below the rest of them. A little bit like... I mean, Ed Slater, I think, is going to be one of those guys who gets as close as you can get to getting an England cap without getting an England cap <laughs> in your career. Yeah. Uh, like Pete Anglesey. Like Pete Anglesey, like Dan Ward-Smith. Um, oh, yeah. I think... Yeah, so I think that that will be Ed Slater's uh, legacy internationally is that he was in a lot of England squads and was injured when he would have played. I, I wonder if Mike Williams might end up the same, although Mike Williams is still very young. A really yeah. abrasive guy. The thing is, yeah. the reason I think that might not happen is he's basically been plucked out of nowhere and identified by Jones as a seven, which is bizarre because I don't think he really plays seven much. He's a six or maybe an eight. or a, you know He's down by Opta as, as a second row. So the fact that he's been identified early on by Jones makes me think that there are plans for him. Mm. Yeah, he probably displays a lot of the characteristics that he wants. But I'd say, I'd say part of that is the fact that both Don Armand and Dave Ewers have been injured so much the last year. Because yeah, do you think he'd play Don Armand? Is Don Armand, Armand in the 45-man squad? Uh, no, neither of them are in the, oh. the wider squad. Do you think Don Armand or Dave Ewers, if fit, would be considered in this rather bizarre seven role? Don Armand. Well, they're, they're both... Don Armand plays seven. They both yeah. play a lot like uh, Mike Williams. They're t- that big kind of big ball carrier work incredibly hard six slash second row slash can carry a bit utility back row hear me now believe me later next year the seven will be coming from coming from Gloucester and it's, oh, not, well, it's not going to be Kvesic we've talked about I know. we've talked about Carl Burns many times just fits too well he does <laughs> The abrasive, if if he wants that abrasive ball the silverback, the yeah. silverback, seventeen stone animal, uh, seventeen stone animal. Sorry, nineteen, 19 stone. stone animal. Sorry, <laughs> he has a slight uh, Liam Williams running gait, Carl Ferns. <laughs> but he just, you know, you know how uh, zombies run in Twenty Eight Days Later. <laughs> That's how Carl Ferns runs with the ball. It's frightening. He reminds me. He reminds me more of. Do you know when David Attenborough did that famous scene uh, with the gorillas and the, and the gorilla just charges? That, that's more, more like it. Yeah, on with you. So uh, Alex, good. Like it feels like what's happening at the minute is the rugby world is just trying to make you look silly, JB. Because Sale... <laughs> it's been doing that for ages, Sale, hasn't it? Sale, uh, the best bo- team with ball in hand in the league, are having an abysmal oh, couple of few months. Well, yeah, they've lost eight in a row, haven't they? They've lost eight in a row. They're <laughs> yeah. having an, an abysmal time of it. They're, they're not attacking well at no. all. No, well, no, 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 no. They're not defending well now. This this, this is well, the new thing. Yeah, well, they're not, they're not doing anything. <laughs> so, let's, um, let's, 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 let's not get too deep into what the point I was making. And now, Alex, good. So, <laughs> you got... so hang on, let me just get the gist of this argument. JB, you look like an idiot. Let's not get too deep into it and move on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking more generally. I'm, I'm saying, happy with that. I'm saying <laughs> it feels like the, the rugby world is just trying to make you look silly. So the Sail Sharks thing and the Alex Good thing, you've been bigging him up so much. So does it hurt seeing him dumped uh, out the squad? No, it just means that uh, Eddie Jones doesn't really fancy him for whatever reason it is. I mean, I still I thought you were going to say Eddie Jones doesn't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, no, he definitely knows what he's talking about. He just must have a plan. And fortunately, Alex Good, yeah. the way he play, plays, doesn't fit into it. But I still think Alex Good is a fine, fine player. And if he wants to, you know, increase his England chances, he probably needs to move to Sale with my, with uh, George <laughs> Ford. The interesting thing about uh, Eddie Jones, he does seem to have these very set 
kind of characteristics he's looking for in mm. each of his positions. He's, if you've heard him talk about his wingers, he says he wants one without an outpiece and one who is a workhorse. So that really fits with your Jack Knowles, your workhorse, yep. and your Anthony Watson or your Johnny May as your out and out pace. Yeah, see, this is the yeah. I think you're right there because this is the confusing one. Why is Johnny May still in consideration? It, he was. He's been class. <laughs> class for England. Class for England. I just, yeah. You know, I, I find it amazing that a guy who I mean, he's he's very good at what he does. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. His yeah. defensive performance in the autumn but what was, was, that, was superb. <laughs> well, that, that was another one of the 2017 rugby predictions. I was just trying to find it, saying uh, uh, Johnny May to make the full time yeah, no, move no, no, to blindside flanker. Johnny May yeah. can do some amazing things, right? So, would you have May or Watson? Well, I'm going to go Watson. I, I, would you have May or Long? I'd have not. Would you have May or Rocco? I'd I mean, have, uh, well, I think the future is Watson fullback, uh, Noel right, May left. I think that's, Rocco though. I think that is. Two years down the line, yeah. that future, or maybe three years down the line. I think Mike Brown, for the foreseeable, will, will be the fullback. Watson needs more game time and he needs better game management. Because yeah. Mike Brown, one of the best things he does is the introduction of the boot at the right time. He knows when to go forward, he knows when to beat a man, he knows when to make the pass, mm-hmm. and he knows when to kick. This must be painful again to listen to. Like The, the options that Eddie Jones has is ridiculous. And Wales are yeah. struggling to find any, a back line that can yeah, play. We're, yeah, we're looking to... I don't know. God, God, goodness knows. Um, <laughs> Hadley Park, Parks will be qualified soon, I think. So, 2017 <laughs> rugby predictions, Matt Merritt. Sick of Barista Sheik's success. Sippers and Gavin Henson form a, a Robson and Jerome-style crooning duo. I can see that happening. Uh, Kai says, New Zealand revealed to be in secret sponsorship agreement with Wondermop. Um... Michael Checker to get so upset he spontaneously combusts during a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little bit of a, again, going just briefly circling back to Eddie Jones. Jerry uh, says on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, Eddie Jones to say something controversial and then be praised in the English press about how he's unafraid to be controversial. That's from <laughs> Irish Jerry O'Donovan. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and one more. Paul Simmons, Ford off to Wasps along with Burns, Williams and others to create a 15 of fly halves at the Rico. That'd be nice. Goody to come out of retirement to play prop. Actually, <laughs> do you want to quickly just switch over? In fact, should we not? Should we talk about some of the transfer rumours in the Premiership? Because you mentioned Williams then, and you mentioned... Um, who was the other one? We mentioned Phil. All right, well, let's, let's briefly Burns. throw on the table all, all everything we know about. Because that's going to be interesting, but why don't we mention Cornerstone first? That's a great idea. We got so many pictures over the festive period of people who opened up a, a wonderful... It feels like a, a special gift when you open that Cornerstone box. It does. It's the beautiful, the box that they that they send it all it's the to. quality. Uh, it was quality all over. That's that's what Cornerstone do. It's the number one razor in the market. That's just that's not us saying an opinion, although it is our opinion. That is fact. Uh, we need to get the fact button back. Yeah, we do. Yeah, good point. I'll work on a- that. XFM's... Still have the fat button somewhere. Oh, I'll find it. I'll find it on the system somewhere. So, uh, yeah, it is a fact. It's beaten Wilkinson Sword and Gillette at the GQ Awards for Best Razor. And you can get it for four quid. You can get your brand new engraved aluminium shaft for free with your initials on it or whatever else you would like. And six wonderful cornerstone razors in a brilliant presentation box delivered to your door. And then in future months, you can have whatever order you want, although there is absolutely no obligation. But four quid because you get a £10 discount with your first order because you're listening to us. All you need to do to take advantage of this is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That is cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or egg10 at checkouts. Right. Rumour mills. Uh, let's just throw all the information in. Like 
Let's just chuck it all on the table. So Owen, yeah. Will- Owen Williams to Gloucester. I believe he's done. Good. Is that right? I believe Ooh. so. Ooh, good. Val Rapava Ruskin, loose head prop, uh, highly rated, Georgian, but qualified for England, going to Gloucester, big money. Sale Sharks desperately wanted him. They offered a load of cash, but really? Gloucester offered more. Huge sums of money uh, for that one. For a relatively young, relatively untested prop, albeit he's had a very good heritage already yeah. in his relatively short career. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? What else are we talking? The George Ford to sale won't go away. I wonder if it's done. It's done. I know. I know. <laughs> sale, sale are confident it's done. But look at sale. I don't know. I, I'd... I tell you what. You throw George Ford in there. We're talking about a top four team. In yeah, in the championship next year when they get relegated. Uh, not so sure. Not so sure. Um, so what else? Are we what else are we hearing? Uh, well, Ben Morgan to to uh, Exeter. Exeter. Is that been resurrected? That rumor. Well, I don't know. Hasn't he signed a new deal with Gloucester for next year? I, I thought. He'd I, a thought new deal. It, I thought. It, um, I thought he'd died a death. No, that. sorry. The one you're thinking Kvezic, about is Kvezic, because I've heard nothing about that. Yeah, that was that was kind of thought to be done, wasn't it? The Exeter Kvezic to Exeter deal. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. I actually think the the Williams to Gloucester one is very interesting, because Tigers lean on Williams an awful lot, and I don't think they ever meant to. I think they. Thought Burns Burns is going to come in and be their starter for the next few few years, and it makes you think: Have they got someone else up their uh, up their sleeve? Is there another ten somewhere that that they quite like, not as a starter but as a bit part kind of guy? Owen Williams makes a tremendous amount uh, amount of sense going to Gloucester because, of course, they've lost Hook, and I'm not entirely sure that Billy Burns is the guy that they were looking for. But it also means that all the rumours about Ford going there could be gone overnight. Yeah. Oh, they are the, the rumours. Yeah. Ford and Gloucester. Really? Because I have uh, because I've heard very very recently that Gloucester is still trying. But also, Bath are still trying to retain Ford. No, are they? Curtly Curtly Beal to is a Bath is a rumour. Who who? It's a rumour. Where, where's that one from? Uh, I've, I'd uh, heard I'd heard it about, and then it popped up in the rugby paper. In the as rugby well. paper, your mate. The fist. The yeah. Fist. So he he obviously heard it from the same people that. Um, <laughs> I'd heard it from because he he doesn't break news. He just uh, he's good. At, he's good. At... Oh, behave! He does break news. He's a premium newsbreaker in all yeah. of in all of rugby gossip. Stop it! Just because you text so, him for team news on your fancy rugby I do not. Team I do not all... text no, that's Tom Brady. Team, team Tom Brady news. that you get in touch with for team news, isn't it? I don't get in touch with anyone for team news because it's in their <laughs> it's in their contract, and we wouldn't like to put anyone's contracts at. Uh, no, of course. So Bath, if if Ford goes, which. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're still trying to keep him. I don't think it's a hundred percent certainty that he will go. Um, if he goes, they'll be looking for someone else, and I don't think they'll see Priestland as a starter. No, well, well, just one thing: Curtly Beal. All... In one more year, in one more year, George Ford can go wherever he wants. Yes, I, I, but if, if it were me, I, if you re- if he was desperate to leave Bath and he couldn't, like, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You, you can understand the personal reasons with his dad. They sacked his dad, all the rest of it. I would maybe try and swallow that pride for an extra year and have my pick of where I wanted to go. Yeah. Any, oh, any of the 11 Premier oh, no. clubs, rather than only who Bruce Craig will let you go to. Yeah, I'm completely, completely with you there. But uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I just have a feeling, and I've got nothing to back this up, I've just got a feeling that the higher-ups in Bath are not good, not good to deal with. And when you hear about lads who have left Bath and the reasons that they've left Bath, you then start to ask questions, well, is it a happy camp? What are these guys like 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 to deal with at board level? I don't think don't think that they're particularly nice. It, well, or, or if, particularly easy to get on with. If Bath are looking for a a ten, mm-hmm. a starting ten, a world class ten, there might be one available from Blackadder's home nation, Cruden, Aaron Cruden. Yeah, because I mean that that's been widely spoke about now. It's been spoke about that he. Is looking for a big money move because he's not first choice. Well, he's not looking box. for a medium money move, <laughs> or even a small money move. Not a small money move, definitely. <laughs> wow, he's not not first choice for the All Blacks anymore. No, nope. uh, and there'll be offers on the table for France, but perhaps Bath could be a very good fit. Yeah, uh, and the other guy as well who I'm sure needs to go is Priestland. And if you've got a club like Worcester, like I think Sale would bite their hand off now, you know, to take to take Priestland. Priestland. I mean. Yeah, if you look at the start of the year, I mean they're not going to do now because they're going to take Ford. But if you look at the start of the year, may, maybe approaching Bath for Priestland would have been a good idea. Would Priestland be a better move for Sale? Because we see the difference between Sale with Cipriani, who wasn't in the England squad and mm-hmm, played yeah. every game for yep. them, and we see the difference when they don't have him. Priestland would play every game. He might not be as good as Ford, but he would be a more consistent option. Well, no, because Priestland's been, Ford, dro- Ford, been dropped from Wales now. So we're not going to yeah. see Priestland in Wales. Well, that's well, what I'm. Yeah, that's, 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 that's my point. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's my point. Yeah, completely right. Now I won't put him in a sale shirt because I know you're all sick of me talking about such a sale. But think about it for like Worcester, they are desperate for a consistent starting ten. Ryan Lamb's been out. They've looked at Mills. They've looked. Mills at, played well this weekend. Oh, he's a good player. He, that's why he's a damn yeah. good player. But again, he's been injured. You've got Heathcote who's been injured and not a consistent Shil- Shilcock fullback's been playing at ten. He yeah. looks like a class player. But he's only 19, 20, years I think they've got a lot of class players. I think Mill, Mills is very, very good too. But they need, they're the kind of players that need a few seasons of consistent game. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to see, isn't it? When will they outclass a team? Who hard, yeah. who hard Priestland for argument's sake, or who hard Ford or whatever? You put, you put two really experienced halfbacks, and then suddenly Teo, Heem, Pennell yeah. becomes a really potent. Uh, Backline, yeah, and they get the pack into the right areas of the field. Yeah, yeah, that's their biggest work on get their pack doing basic lifting and jumping in lineups. <laughs> that that is their big work on just mm. basics. Um, so yeah, if you if you hear any other rumours or or maybe you have a little wish list for your club. Oh, sorry, I do have good one more best fit score. I've got a Australian scrum half going to Bristol. Can't remember his name. Um, should I find his name now? Quickly, what? Phipps. No, go over West, Western Force lad. I think Western Force. I don't know. Give me two seconds. I'll find. When it does again. Super Rugby start? Is that February? It is. Uh, it is. Yeah, end of January, start of February, which is a very good point, Tim, which we should probably mention. Fantasy Rugby draft. Uh, I'll. I'll so is it? Is it probably a bit late to start now? I'll be maths. Well, sorry. 
you could you can start any time. We're, we're just over halfway through the Premiership season, but the Super Rugby season kicks off in three weeks' time, and the oh. game the game opens on January the twelfth. For so you can do Super fa- Rugby, fantasy, fantasy rugby. rugby draft, Super Rugby. I might do that just to keep my knowledge. In- my, my knowledge. I mean, uh, my, uh, our Premiership knowledge is pretty strong. But I think my, it's a different level now. Another well, yeah, but it's we know every nuance of every squad, every squad player in every side yeah. as a result of playing I, fantasy rugby. I draft. really hope this story is true. But there was a story making the rounds a few years ago. I can't remember. It was an AC Milan defender, and I want to say it was like Maldini or someone. And they said, "Oh, what's his striker like?" And he said, "Yeah, he's got twenty on Trump man." Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I think it was. There was two things. There was one, Graham Souness signed a guy, signed George Weyer's brother because he was George <laughs> Weyer's brother and <laughs> that was it. But there was another one where there was a, if someone knows the story, there was a footballer that was signed because on Championship Manager he was amazing. <laughs> is and, it, and, he, and he played, he, he got put in on the pitch and got taken off after 15 minutes. It is genuine. And never played again. It I is. think it was for Southampton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo- yeah, George Ware's cousin, but he wasn't really his cousin. I think really it was George cousin. Ware's yeah. cousin. wasn't really his cousin. Man thing. Uh, have you heard the one, uh, I'll be quick, about the fly half that was signed because Steve Diamond's mate said that he was pretty good? Have you heard about that? <laughs> no. Yeah, AJ McGinty. <laughs> um, it's quite incredible. Well, no, AJ McGinty is not the problem at Sale Sharks. He is the problem. He was... He's a good, good he was, player, he was, but not for sale. Well, yeah, not well, exactly not for sale. Yeah, he's a great player, but not for sale. Well, that, yeah, so I don't think you blame AJ McGinty for sale. No, I don't blame AJ McGinty at all. Yeah. Do you blame do you Diamond? Do you blame Steve Diamond no, at all? No, Pat, Pat Lamb was <laughs> deliberately Pat misleading. Pat do, you, do, you play, do you blame Steve Bad Diamond character. for terrible recruitment? And Let's get off amazing, sale. Let's amazing, get off sale. Yeah. Amazing recruitment. Anyway, Pat, Pat Lamb for lying. Fantasy rugby draft. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy rugby draft. Get ten of your mates. Get on their nine, feet. nine mates. Oh, sorry, nine mates. You and nine mates. Get on the Avicii Premiership for the last ten games of the season, or start your Super Rugby from next week. Uh, and when you create a team, put egg in your team title, Ooh. and we will be doing a stash draw I, in a couple of weeks' time. I have news. I am in South Africa uh, in April. I think from like April seventh or, or something. And it happens to coincide that I am in Cape Town when the Stormers play the Haguares. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. Are you taking the jersey from the dungeon with you? I, I don't know what to do. It's The problem is, it's on the, the actual day of my, of my mate's wedding. And uh, wedding's not important, is it? People think I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, people actually think I'm joking that I would go to this game. I might go to this game. <laughs> You'd be at the reception in the evening. Yeah, just... Well, I, you know, they don't last long... Do, do they like you know go to ceremony? Two, two hours. I could get to the game. I could get back to the reception. I don't think that's yeah. out of order. This is my job, right? Exactly. Right, guys? Just if you tell them now, they've got enough well, time. But you're saving them the wedding breakfast uh, money. <laughs> exactly. Whatever that is ahead. And I think many the sh- that would be. And I think the Sharks are playing when, when I'm in Durban, so I'm definitely going to be out there to see a game. Oh, amazing. Mm. Um, Where right. is that important? Where we are? Any other? Tra- so, 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 yeah, any other transfer stuff? You would sound like you were going to say one more, Phil. Oh, uh, the uh, only I'll one. be Matthewson to Bristol. He is a scrum off the force, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, the other one is Ben Smith, who's, Smith. who's been touted around both uh, Munster and the French clubs, and apparently there's a deal on the table from Pau. Pau, 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 Pau. According to... Um, pow, pow, pow. Who is the rather excellent journalist? Gavin Mortimer. Yeah. Uh, what's his name has extended his contract? I say what's his name because I can't remember his Comrade name. Comrade Smith. Comrade Smith has extended Comrade his contract. Smith and Marnonu. Staying at Toulon. Meaning, yeah, but that just means that Ben Smith can't go. Or won't go. Gotcha. So it looks like Munster. Because uh, he can only have one Smith there at a time. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. It's a Smith quota. Yeah. And they don't want, they don't want <laughs> too, too many ang- Anglophones there. <laughs> and what is, is it the same? Is it Smith and Jones, is that the same? 
Same quota for Joneses. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. So they look, they're, they're searching for available Joneses. Mm. Um, uh, let's just, uh, while we just mentioned Toulon there and Mar Nonu staying, oh, an amazing moment. So Lee Halfpenny just before half time. There was a few amazing moments in this game. Yeah. This was truly incredible. So Toulon had just scored their 11-6 up and I can't, why am I pressing it and it's not working? <laughs> yeah. This was incredible. I've seen it. It is mad, isn't it? I thought I thought there was something wrong. With, I was watching it on my laptop in the kitchen. I thought there was something <laughs> wrong with my laptop. It, like, what's user. going on? Why is it not playing? I can't get it to play. Oh, this is devastating. Disappointed. There we go. Lee Halfpenny just lining up the kick, staring at the posts. Just about to start his run up. <laughs> and I'm a 90% kicker. What are you doing? And pushes it wide. <laughs> okay, so I've got a lot of grief this week on on Twitter. A lot of grief uh, for um, claiming that the, the Pro 12 is a hobby league. Now I'm just going to restate my state my position. Their teams are great. They're professional. The league is diabolical. And this week. Uh, the Ospreys game nearly didn't go ahead because the pitch was uh, not the suitable standard. The French top 14. <laughs> now, the league is very good, but the teams, my God. I mean, who plays music as your kicker's about to kick? I know. It was the home team. It was the, the home team. It was Toulon. And he, he just, if, if you watch the video, he just takes his first step of the run-up. He's just into his stride. Yeah. And it blares out. I mean, they volume. don't win away from home. If the Pro 12 is the hobby league, a top 14 are hobby teams. Did you see the other ludicrous thing before, before the game in the Toulon? Oh, incredible. I loved it. Oh, was this ludicrous. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the Racing the uh, 92 team had champagne in their blazers and well, their both, kit. Both teams came both out teams. full kit with blazers with blazer, on. Which is beautiful. But then yeah. the, the Racing president pours all of the players a glass of champagne <laughs> before they play a professional game of rugby. It's they, amazing. They toast it? the new year with a glass. I'm pretty sure champagne isn't isotonic. Maybe maybe they put some <laughs> mixing or something. The great thing about the little video clip I saw of that is you see, <laughs> they all put their glasses up and they're all in a big huddle and then they all pull their glasses down and you can see Dan oh. Carter's face just looking so confused in the background and he doesn't drink. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else takes a swig. Dan Carter's just looking like, what the hell is going no, on? No, Over no, Over the no. shoulder, one of those. Um, that clip, Tim, yeah. what, were, what was the time? What was the time of, of, of the kick? It was, it was as it was half-time. Right. Do you know what it is? Is it like a siren? Yeah. They they changed their siren and someone forgot to turn it off. So that hits 40. That hit 40. Thank you to whoever on Facebook Live has just told me that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but, it, you know, surely there should just be an override button. I, I kind of think that they've got it all wrong. Um Racing and Toulon and all these things, which are basically you know, teams that are rich people's playthings, should go and play in the in the Pro Twelve, and then the serious teams in the Pro Twelve, like Leinster, should play in the top top fourteen. Yeah, that would okay. be awesome. That would be the best <laughs> league and the best teams. It would, be, it would be a great great league. I've saved the Pro Twelve three or four times, and not not one person has taken up any of my recommendations yet. <laughs> not, not yet. One. Not yet. Not one. Did you see the other incredible thing in the uh, Toulon Racing game? The Bastero. Bastero forward, oh my God. forward rule. Bast, bast mode. Right, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I have been on record saying this a long time a long time ago, consistently. Bastero has these games where he is just unstoppable. 
But now you're going to have to wait for the next three games when he's going to be terrible. Oh, if yeah. you say four or five games, he just looks like, how can you play that thing? Yeah. How can you play? He, he was, it was a, not a good game at all, but he, him and Nonu were the best players on the pitch by a long way. Imagine yeah. how good he'd be. But I don't 18 think he would. stone, not 20 stone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you who's, who's lost weight, and I don't think he's quite a good weight. He's only been playing for a few days and games, and now he's Manu injured. Manu <laughs> Yeah, Manu. He looks so much smaller. Does anyone else think that? He was leaner. A lot leaner. I don't. He's think got he's... a bit. He, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wish him the best with his scan. It was quite funny. Richard Cockrell in the in the post match thing. I sort of said, you know, what's the latest on Manu? And he went, uh, oh well. Well, the good news is his groin's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I've been fired. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. He, what did he play? Seven minutes. Yeah. He had one very good run, and yeah. then his knee gave up. Oh, horrendous. He didn't even look bad. I mean, they were trying. They were showing the replays on BT Sport, and it. Didn't look like a particularly bad knock. No, but he, he really limped off. Yeah, and he had to be carried into Carrying, the change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we were talking EPS. Rocco is the guy that replaces him in the England yeah. squad. Yeah, so he's been called into the England squad for two days. Yeah. <laughs> managed to be there, and now he's injured. Yeah. <sighs> what a shame. I know. Um, where are we at? Oh, let's, let's quickly, let's, let's not dwell too long on all the games, but okay. there, was, there was a full schedule of Pro 12 matches, uh, Hobby and Avicii League matches. So let's go through those. Um, well, br- briefly touching on the, the, the these are the derby matchups, weren't they? In the Pro 12, apart from it's Scotland, a, who, were, yeah. who had a nice little trip to Italy. Maybe they shared a, a plane and they charted it together. Makes sense. Yeah, and then nice New Year celebrations in Italy. Yeah, that would be that would be, that would be lovely. Actually, Stuart Hogg played ten and got man of the match. Did he against mm. Zebra? Well, he's played ten for the Lions. Yeah, that, so. I was thinking about that the other day actually because. Last time round, I'm sure the Lions only took two tens, they and did. Hogg was the third ten. It, do you it was Farrell and Sexton. Wasn't four, yeah, but now, right, now yeah. because Farrell can play ten and twelve, I think they'll take three. Three tens, yeah. yeah. Um, let me just think. Then, okay, so the the Italian teams actually put some points on the board here, which yeah. is relatively impressive. Um, Both the, got losing bonus points. The, the Ospreys game nearly didn't happen because the pitch was described as unplayable by the match officials, but it did go ahead, and it was ten nil. Ten nil. Um, did someone get a milestone in that game? I'm sure someone got 300 appearances or something. Something happened. Oh, was it not um, bigger? Scored 2,000 points. For yeah, the something, something happened, but I don't really know about it. Oh no, it was Stephen <laughs> Myler was the 300 appearances. He scored he the winning yeah, kick. 300 he appearances. The winning kick. Yeah, 300 uh, appearances. And Leinster beat Ulster. Let's not talk about it comfortably. <laughs> well, tell me this, right? Where are Leinster in, uh, Ulster in the table? Uh, fifth, fourth, yeah. fourth, fifth, fifth, something like that. Would it not make more sense to put, Six now to put oh, your yeah. best team out with all the minutes that you've got available against Munster, try and turn them over, and then put a weakened team out against Ulster? Well, they play. Yeah. I think it would make better sense to man up a little bit and just play your best team yeah. for two weeks in a row, and then but rest what, them against the Italians. See, I got something a little bit wrong last week when I was having a little whinge about Leinster, which is the IOB, IOB, the IRFU. I've actually got uh, minutes. They they allocate minutes to to these players. So a couple of them couldn't play for reasons like you know childbirth and the rest of it, and others couldn't play because they didn't have the available minutes. But of course they did have the available minutes. So I've subsequently found out that the minutes weren't an issue. People like Sean O'Brien had enough minutes to play. They just decided not to play him. Just decided to rest them. Yeah. Yeah. Because this this is the whole thing we made last <clears throat> week. Just rest them against the Italian teams. Or, or against dragons. Well, they've got Zebra next week, I think. Or you, you get so you, they have four dead games out yeah. of twelve. So just rest them on those games. Yeah, it's not rocket science. And then but. just let the boys play. But they did gave, but they gave your boys a good hiding though. Uh, they certainly did. Also scored through Pier Tower in the last 
few minutes, but uh, it was very and much what was one-way the, what traffic. And what was the Ulster team like? Uh, rested a few players, but still, still um, good enough. Right, still okay. good enough to, to perform better than they did. Oh, fine. Uh, right, OK, so that's Pro 12. Oh, the, oh, the Welsh team's played. Um, so shall we um, talk about... <laughs> Premiership. Premiership. Let's briefly go through them. So Sale lost at home to Bristol. We've already mentioned yeah. it. Can I just say add this? Uh, on the Bristol side, this was hell of a performance. Mm. After going, what, 12-0, 14-0 down? Yeah, now, th- th- uh, obviously they were struggling against Worcester a few weeks ago, so they did what what they always do is make, make themselves play better. It got, got a red card. Well, they had a few sticky sticky periods against Sale, so they did what they should have done is get two yellow cards. Yeah, and that basically got them back into it. They played better with fourteen than fourteen <laughs> than, than fifteen, but it, it, it is a remarkable achievement. Back to back wins. Yeah, um, uh, and there's four huge, wins on the bounce now, including their yeah. uh, European games. Huge adver- huge adversity, and Jason Woodward is a very very classy player. I wish and, I wish he cut, wish he cut his hair a bit because he keeps you you watch Jason Woodward next time you see he. He does that little thing where he blows his fringe off of his hair with. <laughs> he does that when he's just lining up kicks. He just goes. But if you slot the match-winning conversion from the touchline yep. as he did, yep. with that much pressure on you, you can do what you want. Do what the hell you want. Yeah. Tom Vandell equaled Mark Cueto's all-time Premiership try scoring <laughs> record. Cueto was there as well yeah. at, the, at the ground, reluctantly. Yeah, can imagine. He's, him. He's It'd be a, bad form if he wasn't though. He's the marketing director. I thought that was Steve Hanley. a commercial director. He has got a behind-the-scenes role now. Steve Hanley is no longer with the club. Oh, is he not? Is he not? No. Why is that? Because there's a a, a higher-scoring winger who wanted the the same role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If Steve Hanley had been the all-time premiership (laughs) try scorer, he would have got the job. But it's like, well, sorry, Steve. Oh, so what's Steve Hanley He's doing doing his own thing. I can just imagine when Vandell scored that Quato kicking... Uh, Steve Diamond's Alsatian under the table, <laughs> <laughs> and then after the game, Tom Vandell goes up to like shake hands, and <laughs> Quito just blanks. We're not going to get into a long conversation about sales charts, but just to say, if uh, pressure, I think again with new ownership, fresh money, it's not just the results on the pitch. Although ultimately, that is all that matters. They are pl- <laughs> they are playing dreadfully. The recruitment has been misguided. The crowd, no. the crowds are absolutely abysmal, and I don't know. How I, I, I'm, it's going to get harder and harder for Steve Diamond to, to make excuses if he's this excuses. continues. He is. Yeah, no, he, 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 he's very, he very is. open. He's, he's said exactly why he why they are losing. Look, here's the long and short of it. I'd like to meet the man who's going to get in a car, drive to Carrington, get out that car, go into Steve Diamond's building, even though he might own it, and then fire, and fire Steve <laughs> yeah, Diamond. Exactly. It'd be done by a text <laughs> yeah, yeah. from like a nuclear bunker. <laughs> they'll have to. They'll have to sell the training ground, get a new yeah, training yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. That's what'll happen. <laughs> and, yeah. And no, a brand, a brand new campus, new staff, <laughs> new players. Have you seen the uh, Chernobyl? They've just completed. Oh, uh, the completed, sarcoph- What's it called? Sarcophagus. Yeah, they've just completed this like. A uh, ten-foot-thick iron bunker around Chernobyl. You have to do that around Carrington when Steve Diamond's in I think there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I kill it! Kill it with fire! Kill it with fire! <laughs> sir. He was heavily influential in the the deal being done with the new owners. He's on the board of directors. He's, he's not going he's, nowhere. He's not just a deal. <laughs> yeah. What I can see happening maybe is: Do you remember a few years ago, Steve Diamond went up and Brian Redpath came in as the DOR yeah. and he was the chief exec. Well, Brian Redpath was at the game. The, uh, let's not talk about sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, 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 no. What, what I was going to say is what I can see happening is Jim Malinder shaking hands with Northampton at the end of the season and going to sail as the director of rugby, Steve Diamond Ooh. moving upstairs. I can't. I don't think they get on. But 
Maybe interesting. Who knows? The other games we touched on Worcester Harlequins. Great, great performance, Worcester. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Leicester, ben, obviously. Ben Teo finally uh, did follow up on his kind of words. Yeah. Well, he was warned tr- on the podcast last week, so yeah. and he, yeah, he that's definitely he performed. Do. Leicester obviously lost to Saracens, which led to Cockrell being fired. Gloucester lost at home to Northampton. Bad result that. It is a really bad result. Really, it's a great result for Northampton. Be, the, the highlights I've seen, it's not a pretty game. Yeah, uh, David Humphreys himself, what, did, what was the phrase he used last week before the Quinns game? Was it before Big Game 9? He said, the next three games are season-defining. <laughs> and he's just lost. He's not wrong. Quinns yeah. away and he's lost at home to a struggling Saints side. I think that puts him... In a similar position to where Richard Cockerell would have been, maybe yeah. even worse. Tell me this: uh, what do, uh, sorry, what do Gloucester need to turn it around for next year? <sighs> ten, a ten, big time. They need a ten. Owen Williams is he the answer? We'll wait and see. Yeah, I think you're right because there's a saying in that in the NFL: if you've got two quarterbacks, you've not um, you've got none. And Gloucester have Atkinson. They have Burns. They've tried twelve trees. They've tried hook at ten this season. So yeah, you, you're right. They need they've tried out. Laidlaw as well. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, actually have they at yeah, ten? At ten, yeah. Bloody hell. So yeah, I think ten's a good shout. Anything else? Uh, a, a loose head prop, which they get in Rapava Ruskin. Oh, he's a tight head. Rep- no, no, he's, he's a loose head. head. Okay. They've got young McAllister. Well, relatively young. He's going to be the best scrimmager, by the way. Yeah, he might be a very good scrimmager, but whatever's whatever's happening in that front row, it's not working. It's yeah. not working consistently. They need anyway. a lock, a really... Inc- um, like like a, a Cruz or a Toji or Italian. <laughs> like, like, obviously, you're not going to get that, but like a really athletic... Oh, can I... Yeah. Can we just, all, all court playing Can we just lock. say a couple more things about the Leicester Saracens game? Because I've not had time to eulogise about Toji yet. The man is quite possibly a deity. Uh, how does he do what he does? I mean, do you see the slide tackle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, who even thinks to do that? How is it even on his radar to do that? I Who think, told him? Who taught him? Yeah, I think Saracens are trying to tie up a new deal for him because Chelsea are interested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, As what, a centre-half. If his, de- if his next deal isn't record breaking I don't mean in terms of money but in terms of length seven years guaranteed and he's, he has the kind of mentality that you think with some players you'd rather keep them on a rolling one year deal because you they'll just get complacent won't try Yeah. whereas he's just amazing he's just yeah. yeah. the more I watch him the more amazing he gets like he he, he charged down what two kicks he yep. just intervenes in everything. He was his all line, in the scrum half. His line outs were incredible his, just his defence and some, some of the tackles he makes uh, snaffling the fullback or the wingers when it's one on one, and he just wraps them up. Uh, what did um, see, see, uh, Ben Youngs right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you see it when he? Ben, Demi and Girl are running yeah. into him and him. Who is it? A Todgy and Skelton. Uh, Skelton, come on, Ben. <laughs> but he, he didn't even run in. A, so this was one of Ben Youngs. He has his truly world class moments, yep. and then his this, yeah, this what he did. And there was a few things he did, like uh, the pass for the Owen uh, Owen Farrell try. Yeah. But that one where he dummies and goes five metres from the Saracen lines and just runs slowly upright oh. into a skeleton and oh, what, what was he thinking when he hit contact? Oh, yeah, I'll just go to ground now. <laughs> no, you won't. I've got um, a lot of appreciation for the whole Saracen squad and everything. So my, my position during the game um, as the reporter was on the in the dugout on the Saracen side, the very, very far left. I had one seat on, that, my, on my own with a monitor. Is that where the jelly babies are? 
Oh yeah, obviously. Oh, uh, so so you're right next to the Saracens squat, uh, Saracens bench. I'm 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 in the Saracens bench. Uh-huh. Did you have to hide your um? Did you have to hide your microphone in case Alex Sanderson ripped it off? You? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, loves a microphone. Uh, he's really good. He's really good. Uh, I could see him being tried to. So I don't think Saracens will let him go, but I think I could see clubs trying to get him as a DOR. Interesting. Um, but I was, so I was on the right of the one end of the Saracens dugout, so you've got all the players lined up, all the staff around the, the little Watt bike for warm-ups was sort of right in front of me, and I had this little monitor. But the the camaraderie in that bunch of lads, just that, that group of men, the coaches, the, the kit man, they are, yeah. they are so tight. And yeah. they're so well humoured and they're so encouraging. Like I've never heard so much noise from a bench constantly through the game. They were all chopping and say, "Oh, well, you know, top work, Sean." When it was Sean Maitland was on that touchline, you know, even if he just messed up, they were all clapping, cheering, "Go, on, Sean, n- nail him this next time." You know, they would. I, I love that you can see why they're yeah, and a you champion feel, club. You do feel it when they, you know, when you get a chance to watch them. It, you know, it's quite obvious actually. Yeah. yeah, that's what uh, going on the piss four or five times a year yeah. as a group of lads does. Damn right. Yeah. With that, like, with that in mind, we need to sort out Romania. Oh, yeah, we do actually. I, got, I have been getting DMs from people going, "Is Romania definitely happening?" Because because I need to know if if we yeah. book it. <laughs> um, well, I'm only back from South Africa for two days, and then I go to Romania potentially. Hmm. No, that's March is Romania, isn't it? April, it's late April, isn't it? No, March. March seventeenth of March. Oh, is it? Paddy's Day, the day of the England. Uh, oh, so I'm in Romania then two days, and and then South Africa. Either or, uh, okay. Um, the other, the other results. From Bath the, Exeter. We need to talk. Yeah, about. we'll just touch on these briefly because uh, we've we've been going for quite a while. So Bath eleven nil in the first half. Yeah. Exeter seventeen nil in the second half. Uh, Exeter did an extraordinary job in this game of just about staying in touch. So with about ten minutes to go, it felt to me like Exeter could get back into this because doing you just don't execute your execute your chances you just don't put the game out of reach well that was Bath yeah they had plenty of line, line out ball they had, they had plenty of possession and they didn't do a lot with it and I just thought if if Exeter can get a quick um, a quick try which they did it's on and then that last and that last try was awesome the Steenson oh, flick with two men on him but, the ball at his toes and he flicks through his legs I mean the first time I saw that I thought Bath had tried to disrupt it and kick it through did you yeah it, and it's only on the highlights that I noticed what Steenson had done. Yeah, O'Driscoll-esque piece of skill. Yeah, it's uh, it was an incredible win, and I think they should have a best of three because the first game went to what 30, uh, 86 minutes. Yeah, for Bath to win it, so yeah. a, a, a third game in a neutral venue, maybe <laughs> Twickenham. Yeah, maybe Twickenham in May in the final. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and then the final game or the first game. Was the Newcastle so, so, no, game. one one thing that some people have been talking about? It doesn't need a long conversation about it, but that came out of the Bath Exeter game was um, Bath spending the last ten minutes in between the two Exeter scores. Bath went down to fourteen men because oh yeah the the, the replacement hooker Van Vuren had come on as a head oh, yeah. as a head injury assessment replacement for Nathan Cap. That's it? right. Uh, no, Autorak. Uh, no, Autorak. Nick Autorak, who failed his HIA, and the the laws as they are is as if you have to if if you're the team that goes uncontested that, that has to go uncontested uh, in the scrums then you have to lose a player yeah, that's, that's been a law for several years now correct. and I think it's right but a lot of Bath fans were very unhappy saying how can that be fair because we're, no, we're, 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 we're doing what you want us to do which is protect the player protect no, the player no 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 no, no. Um, Anthony Watson 
said the same, said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he tweeted the same thing. He's wrong, and so are the Bath fans. The fact, the fact of the matter is, you have a replacement front front row. If you use your replacement front row too too early, one of them goes off with injury. You can bring on on another. Now they all went off injured, but they might all have broken ankles. They might all have strained well, knees. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So the fact yeah. it was a head injury is irrelevant because Absolutely if, right. if it was an ankle, no one would be complaining. Yep. Uh, just because it's a head injury and that's been in the news and yeah. Bath followed HIA protocol. Well, what's what's the, what's the suggestion that clubs are going to start denying? <laughs> like, because it yeah yeah. Well, this and this and this maybe to loop it round goes back to I would have maybe liked slightly more to have happened from whether it be I don't know was it the, but, R, the RFU to Northampton for their mismanagement of the George North situation can I just tell you because what the, the fact there was no sanctions yeah. means clubs actually might go well. Well, hang on, hang on a second. Uh, I don't think it's fair on Ex- on Exeter, quite frankly, because if the prop goes down with a you know, broken ankle, off he goes, and on comes the next guy, and then you drop a player, right? If you have an HIA, you can have the same amount of players for uncontested scrums for 15 minutes, because yeah. that's how long it takes for an HIA. Yeah. So if you're getting pumped uh, 65, 65 minutes to go, say it's a head injury... 15 minutes off and you can have uncontested uncontested scrum 15 on 15 the rules need to change but not in the way that Anthony Watson thinks in the way that I think which is as soon as the guy, go, guy goes down that, that that will be that interesting so interesting where's yeah. Phil gone? I think he's just gone to the bathroom yeah. obviously uh, obviously his New Year's resolution was to stay well hydrated. <laughs> um, I think I think we've rounded up the games anyway, haven't we? Yeah. Shall we do next ne- next week's fixtures yeah, without yeah. Phil? Yeah, if we might as well. I'll get he, them up. He doesn't, doesn't really add a lot, does he? Let's be fair. Not really. No. Uh, Except for all reason, logic, <laughs> and evidence-based uh, opinion. Um, okay, so let's start with our your favourite league and my favourite league, the Pro Twelve. <laughs> yes. So the Titans of uh, the, uh, the Titans from Newport, the Dragons, face the Giants from Italy, Treviso. How do you see this one go- going? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Move on. Okay. Uh, this is a good game, so maybe we should give it a bit more respect. Scarlets versus Ulster. In fact, this could be a very good game. I can't believe you've not mentioned the game that's happening this evening. What? There's a game this evening between Newport and RGC. Oh yeah, there is. Oh, that'll be RGC. That'll be an RGC win. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, right. So Friday. So Leinster Zebra. Did you say? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, it, no that is after Scarlet's Ulster. So let's talk about okay. Scarlet's Ulster quickly. Uh, well, that will be a tasty game, actually. Um, Ulster need a win. They they have, have to, win. to win. They have to win. Okay. Uh, Ospreys Connacht. I think they will. I think they. Do you know the Pro Twelve is having a very is having an ominously predictable look about it. The bottom two teams are uh, are the Italians. Next team at the bottom is Dragons, and sadly it's Connacht, and it doesn't bode well for for for, for Connacht versus Ospreys. I think Ospreys are going to give them a bit a bit of a hiding actually. On Saturday, that's the lunchtime kickoff. Yep. And then the game in the evening. Glasgow haven't been as strong as they were early in the season. Still looking decent though. And the return fixture Cardiff, um, Glasgow Cardiff at Cardiff was a cracking game. Uh, so. Glasgow to win at home. Glasgow to win at Glasgow. home. Although they do have, they do know they have a big big game. The following weeks, it's back to Europe. Champions and Cup, some huge champion cup, Champions Cup matches. Yeah, that is true. Uh, oh, and in fact, isn't this weekend the rearranged Champions Cup game between Racing and Munster? Ah, that's why there's no Munster game. Seventh, yes. So seventh Munster would have been playing who? Racing. Uh, it's in Paris. Racing versus Munster on Saturday, quarter to five 
So who who is not playing then this this, this week this weekend in the well, Monster in Edinburgh? Edinburgh, 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 yeah. Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Anyway, pre- Premiership, Newcastle Bath. Newcastle Bath. Not the foregone conclusion some might have expected. Definitely not. And, and Bath Bath aren't as good away from home. No. I've even got a quick question. Newcastle's very good performance against Wasps as well. Yeah, which we've not even spoke about. But which is I've, a hell of a game. Quick question for you then. Um, Newcastle doing well. If there's one player from that team that deserves an England call-up, who would it be? Uh, well, I mean, bearing in mind Mike Williams has made the squad. Yeah. Does, does, How, Mark, Mark Wilson could feel pretty upset, I think. Yeah. How far behind Mike Williams is Mark Wilson? I think Mark Wilson's a fantastic player as well. Yeah. A good leader. And, uh, you know, maybe those kind of characters would you know, would be very, very valuable in an international setup. So, yeah, I think Mark Wilson's probably the most likely. But if he hasn't, if he hasn't and he's been playing yeah. as he is, is he going to? No. I just, no. No, I think Newcastle. That's the one thing you can say about Eddie Jones: he knows what he wants, and he gets what he gets what he wants. And if you're not part of that, then tough. I think. I think Newcastle could win this. Oh, they undoubtedly could win it. Will they win it? I'm gonna bath on the hot. I'm gonna say new. I'm gonna go for a Newcastle win. Give me Newcastle. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I, I think I was going to go for Newcastle as well. But I mean, Bath have how many players will Bath have to rest because they've been in England camp and they've got Champions Cup the following week? Yeah, that's a good shout. Give me uh, Newcastle. Well, they've only got Challenge Cup the following week, so they uh, might just challenge. Yeah, it's different for Bath, isn't it? Anyway, give me Newcastle. I'm going to make it interesting. I'll go, but I'll go Bath just because just because they have to, and I think they'll react after that Exeter defeat. So Although they will be without Nathan Cap. Um, but they might be now with Anthony Watson, yeah. and also Autrack might not have passed HIA. And there's also yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm still going to go for Newcastle. Saracens. Where's Henry Thomas as well? Get back fit, Henry Thomas. For goodness' sake, yeah. not in for years. I know. Um, right, Saracens Saturday. Exeter. Saracens. Saracens at home. You're missing a few guys though. The, missing the Vunapolas does make a huge difference. Although Jackson Ray equated himself very well on the weekend, as he, he always does. He's a good player, but he's so mm. different. Yeah. I, Saris, Saris, Exeter. Mm. Oh my word, Exeter. Yeah, uh, right. Next up, uh, Northampton, Bristol, Saints, Saints, just Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, Quinn's Sale. <laughs> Qu- Quinn's got to be Sale, right? Qu- Quinn's at home. I can't see past Quinn's, unfortunately. I think Sale will take. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're going for nine weeks incorrect in a row. <laughs> hey, what, what, what's the difference? I mean, look, if it was two, if this is my second incorrect guess, I'd be, I'd add a hundred percent to my wrong score. There's only, there's only marginal, only eleven percent additional. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Sale <laughs> and Gloucester v Worcester. Worcester, give me Worcester. At the uh, shed, give me Worcester. Uh, Gloucester. Gloucester have lost some. Bad games at home. They have They've lost against Newcastle. They obviously lost against Northampton this weekend. Give me Worcester. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Gloucester, but not by a lot. Uh, and last one, Wasps, 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 Leicester. This is on Sunday, isn't it? And this will be the first time we see Major picking the team, selecting the tactics, selecting the game plan in its entirety. And we'll see his influence. I think this will be a great game. I think Wasps are going to hammer them. I think it could also be a <laughs> I think it's going to be wasps. absolute hiding. I think we're going to be looking at... Give me Wasps by 15 points. Well, it was quite mm. interesting. Again, Die Young 
he had the luxury of um, well, Cipriani rolled on his ankle, but he stayed yeah. on. He stayed on for most of the game. Stayed on for the well, first for half. For the first half, yeah. Thomas Young, all right, well done. You've done your job. Half time, off you come. Yeah, and on and on goes uh, another quality player. Alex Reader looks decent. So, um, just and Haskell's expected back soon. They've got just an embarrassment of riches. Don't I? I can only I cannot see past Wasps. Although I think if the conditions were like they were at Welford Road at the Rico, Leicester have got a better opportunity. And you you often see. Uh, when a club loses a director of rugby or in football, when a, a manager goes, you often see a bit like of a bounce. Effect, yeah. yeah, a bit yeah, of a lift. This is kind of an internal promotion. And how many artificial lifts have Leicester had in Europe, getting an absolute hiding and then bouncing back, and then yeah. a hiding and bouncing back? And I just think yeah. the, a loss at home is really going to affect that, them. That's the other thing to just factor in is I, I know that teams are very good at just looking at this is the next game and everything and Leicester is a massive game anyway Leicester at home is a huge game um, as they've now kind of Leicester feel like they've moved in on their turf there's a bit of a bit very much a rivalry between the two sides anyway because of the history of the two clubs but mm-hmm. looking ahead and Wasps have got a big game against Toulouse at home that they have to win the, the following week Leicester are done in Europe already so they can just say right just give it everything this week and you can take a breather away at Racing um, the following week uh, okay, and last game of the, game of the weekend, Racing versus Munster. Well, that's Racing. Munster aren't Racing already out? No, uh, no. I th- well, they've not got a single point, have they? No, Racing. but they could they could win four consecutive games. Three, so they've got three games. They could maximum oh, three. Yeah, they could get fifteen points. No, so they're, they're out. You'd say so. they're out. So they'll play. Well, yeah, you'd expect them to rest a few people. I mean, if, if more champagne before kick off. Yeah, and then more after. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. There we go. That there is go. that is the podcast. Any other messages, Tim? Uh, just uh, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Just follow us there. You can watch the video of this and any future podcasts on Facebook, and you can subscribe on iTunes and on Acast and all the rest of it. Tell your mates. And thank you very much for listening. Pretty much cornerstone, uh, fancy rugby draft. Two things you need to go and check out. Um, what what else? Nothing else to say. That's it. We're done. Other than happy Happy New Year. Welcome to 2017 in the post apocalyptic, apocalyptic <laughs> landscape. Exactly. I don't think that's going to catch on. I think it might. <laughs> we'll see. Nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. Top man, JB. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.